Hey, by any chance, are you looking for a new representative, a Swiss representative or a UK representative? Then contact Easy Medical Device at info at easymedicaldevice.com. I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com. And you'll get a great service. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we'll do the June update. So let's start first by saying, okay, IVDR is live. So <laughs> we have passed the 26th of May 2022 and now IVDR is live and apparently there is no uh, heart shaking, there is no problem, everything is fine. So let's see, I mean, as we know, IVDR for class A, uh, we have now uh, a transition, so it means that all class A devices under IVDR should be then compliant to IVDR, but class A products have no involvement of a notified body, so this is maybe why there is no kind of uh, issue for the moment. So, and then uh, there, is, there will be some phases for, for the other classes. So, um, actually, we saw a lot of messages from any um, countries in Europe to say, uh, to talk about that uh, within their national authorities, about IVDR that is live and uh, that, uh, yeah, now rule are changing which is uh, great and we had a specific message also uh, related to uh, the Swiss so I am in Switzerland so in Swiss in Switzerland um, what we what's happening is as as I've told you for MDR there should be normally an MRA mutual recognition agreement that is signed between Switzerland and Europe so that uh, both recognize uh, MDR uh, for both countries and that there is no kind of barrier in terms of uh, uh, entry or in terms of uh, work for those uh, regulations but the signature of this agreement between Europe and Switzerland was not done for MDR and it's the same for IVDR so we have received again a message from the EU Commission to say that yeah this is what this is not done for IVDR and then um, Switzerland is considered as a third country for IVDR so exactly the same as MDR which is aligned which is if I can say normal so what does it mean it means also that uh, Switzerland needs um, to um, manufacturers from Switzerland needs to uh, involve uh, an authorized representative and an importer for IVDR products uh, in when they are going to the European Union but it's the same also for the European Union uh, people that uh, should uh, find an authorized representative in Switzerland and an importer in Switzerland to then place their devices on the market. So this is something that is really important. And uh, actually, um, this is um, something that uh, even the Swiss, the Swiss authorities are, are looking at because they have also updated their legislation. So it's called the new IVD, IVDV, so the Ordinance on In Vitro Diagnostic. Uh, so it's the same as for MDR or uh, for uh, ODIM, so med med uh, Medical Device Ordinance in uh, Medical Device uh, Regulation for, for Switzerland. So here they have also updated the In Vitro Diagnostic uh, Medical Ordinance uh, for Switzerland. So. This is something that is also aligned with what happened to MDR uh, and yeah, we'll see exactly what is uh, the consequence for some manufacturers, but for MDR it went well, so I suppose that for IVDR it will also go, go fine. 
Okay, so now in Europe, what's happening? So as, as we talked about IVDR, <coughs> we have also Team NB that uh, reissued a survey, uh, which is the Association for Notified Bodies, a survey uh, talking about the number of certificates that were issued under MDR, under IVDR, uh, the certificates that were issued before under MDD and IVDD, etc. And then to see, to make a review of the situation for those type of products. And same conclusion. The conclusion is that um, notified bodies will not have enough capacities in 2024 for MDR products to be uh, then placed on the mar on market. I mean, to be transitioning from MDD to MDR. Um, so, for example, they are talking about um, the number of um, certificates that are expiring during every year. So. In 2022, there will be 1,580 MDD certificate that will expire. In uh, 2023, there will be 3,447 certificate that will expire, and those certificate then should be renewed. But in 2024, there are 13,104 certificate that should expire. And the information also that we can see here is the fact that the capacity of notified bodies per year <clears throat> is around 6,300 certificates. So we see here that we will not make it if we continue like that in terms of uh, certification. But what is the plan? There is no plan for the moment. There is no mention. There is no discussion. Uh, apparently, actually, we are going like, uh, like it is. And um, we'll see if I can say. But my advice, because we always have to advise uh, our audi audi auditors here. Uh, so mainly, uh, you have <coughs> to try to um, make your um, recertification earlier. Uh, so instead of doing it in 2024, if you can come back a bit of 2023, uh, would be really a great strategy because um, if you are hit by this uh, date and uh, there is no solution in the other side from the EU Commission, then you are also not able to place devices on the market per law. So this is mainly the point here. So try to um, make things in advance. Uh, Notified bodies will have some capacity in 2023. So be the be the one that take that instead of um, being the one that waits for 2024 and maybe got hit by this wall. Okay, some changes now on the harmonized standards. So I mean changes and um, additions because as we know for MDR and IVDR, uh, all the harmonized standards were not published for the moment. So for the moment, there are a few of them. Actually, uh, for IVDR, we had uh, an inclusion of a new standard, which is the ISO 14971 for risk management, but they, they, there is no surprises here. And the changes of the version of the 13485 to the 13485 uh, with amendment 2021. So there are not big changes, but yeah, this is worth mentioning. And for MDR, the same inclusion of the 14 uh, 971 and uh, changes also to the 13485, but also inclusion of the ISO 285, which is for steam sterilization. So we remind you that uh, to show compliance to the regulation, uh, using the harmonized standards um, is key. You have to use that or show that you are compliant to them because then notified bodies do have no um, arguments against you to say that you are not compliant. If you are not using the harmonized standards, you have to justify why 
uh, you, you use a certain methodology that is not standardized, if I can say. So using the harmonized standard is key. So it's not just mentioning it because I see a lot of manufacturers that are just mentioning the standards. And when we make a deep dive on it, we see that no, they are not compliant to it. Uh, for example, 14971, please look at the new standard 14971 for risk management. Uh, it's different, a bit different from what you had before. Uh, so um, yeah, you will be good compliant because notified bodies, when they will look at that, they will check if you are compliant to the standard. So it means that they will really check if the documentation are really aligned to what is mentioned on the standard. And also your procedure, if your procedure is mentioning a certain standard, um, yeah, update it also if a standard, if the standard yeah, has changed there. Okay, now Italy. So Italy has issued um, an establishment of national surveillance network. So mainly it's uh, just uh, an information about um, capturing um, vigilance reporting from a public and uh, private health sector. Uh, so doctors or people that are in the hospital, for example, uh, to just get any um, vigilance, any adverse events uh, to receive that. So it's something that um, is um, in addition also to what uh, manufacturers should do to Udamed. Uh, so mainly, mainly using Udamed for the vigilance reporting. So here it's more for the public sector uh, so that they are alerting of a certain product that maybe is not working correctly. So uh, if you want to get uh, more information about how to use this uh, kind of website, uh, you can go on the show notes and you'll have all the links. Okay, now just a reminder again, we are at one year, I mean, nearly one year, uh, of the UKCA. So uh, in uh, 1st of July, 2023, the UK will not accept any more CE marking. I mean, it's what they are saying. Uh, so it means that you have to move to UKCA. So how to move to UKCA while there is no real publication of any new regulation? Because you remember in November last year, we talked about the uh, the consultation for the new regulation in the UK. Now, nothing is happening for the moment, so we don't know what's happening. So uh, actually, uh, the UK regulation or UK uh, rules legislation is following what's happening within the MDD, the AIMDD or the IVDD. Uh, so if you have a dossier that is following that, um, you have just, if I can say, to change it a bit uh, to uh, meet the requirements of the UKCA, but not, not too much. But yeah, what will happen in June? Will there be still those rules or will there be a new legislation? So just introducing this topic because I read uh, an article from uh, Ronald Bouman. So uh, we met with Ronald Bouman and we talked about uh, his transition also. And he's providing some tips of the week. And one of the tips was about preparing for the UKCA marking. So he put in place a lot of scenarios, a lot of information. So I'm really advising you to go and to just read that if you are concerned by the UKCA. I will try maybe to invite him also to talk more about this, uh, this topic. Okay, so this month, I mean last month, we were to the MedTech uh, Forum in Barcelona. Uh, so you saw that uh, on the two, two precedent videos, we, we talked uh, with uh, Eric Volbrecht. So first time I met Eric Volbrecht. Uh, and we uh, explained more about the situation for EU MDR, I mean MDR and IVDR. Uh, so there was a lot of discussion. Great to, to meet again everybody. And I had made also some few interviews. So I'll try to release that uh, in the few uh, next uh, 
days or next week uh, so that you can see also some interviews that I have done with uh, Ronald Boomans uh, with also uh, Peter Obdenis for for uh, one of the uh, software for one of the tools that he's, uh, he's providing. Uh, we had also met the team of Mecomed, so the equivalent of MedTech uh, Europe but in the Middle East uh, and uh, we have also met with um, uh, with uh, lawyers with people there so it's interesting that uh, to hear from them exactly what uh, what what they think about the situation for for MDR so I hope you'll see that soon and last so this month we have the green belt certification program that will start in June 27th uh, until July 1st so um, as usual, so I'm spending one full week with you uh, to explain to you the EUMDR, to answer your questions, uh, to provide you information about, uh, general information about why MDR, because some people are asking why do we have this MDR, why MDD was not sufficient. So I'm explaining that to you with uh, all the timelines, all the, the rules to apply. I'm, we're also talking about the role of economic operators, of PRC, uh, we talk about the classification, so I, I place you some images of products and I ask you what's the class of these products or is it a medical device? So it's a full week, as I've said, where we are, I'm training people about uh, UMDR. So this week, uh, this month, it will be the June 27th until July 1st. And at the end of the week, then I open the exam. So it's uh, an exam with uh, uh, 20 questions that people have to answer within 60 minutes. Uh, and if they reach 80%, then they pass the exam and they got their, their, their diploma, if I can say. So so if you are interested, so there is the link on the show notes. It's uh, school.easymedicaldevice.com slash course slash GB19, 19 because uh, it's the 19th edition that, uh, that I'm doing now. So more than one year that we are we are doing that. And yeah, everybody is really happy of, of this, uh, of this uh, training. So don't hesitate to go and to be, um, uh, to be uh, yeah, coming for this session. The next session will be maybe in September. So yeah, because I will take a bit of break during this uh, summer. So the uh, next session will be maybe in September. So don't hesitate to, um, to, to join us. Notified bodies. So we have three notified bodies that were accredited. Uh, there are three EC international under IVDR. There is Chuvnord under EUMDR and there is Berlin CERT under EUMDR. So um, what's the count now? So we have 30 notified bodies under MDR. So we passed the bar of, I mean passed, we reached the bar of 30 for the moment. Remember that there were more than 50 under uh, MDD um, and IIMDD. So uh, seven under IVDR. Uh, so it's going better, but it's not enough, I mean, for me. And here we have also the uh, review from Europe about the overview of uh, the, the notified bodies at which stage uh, they are actually. So uh, you can see here that apparently 57 uh, notified bodies applied for MDR and 18, 18 for IVDR. And they are now at different stages. Uh, of the certification uh, so you can see here but for now we get we got only 30 and uh, 7 uh, so let's see if it's in out but I know it's not in out because I am with my manufacturers, I'm, I'm, I'm helping a lot of manufacturers and we are contacting notified bodies and the prices are high, to be honest, because we look at some prices and also the dates are not really, um, uh, are not really uh, um, yeah, good because sometimes it's like a one year time period to review documentation. Uh, so yeah. It's why I'm saying if you really need a notified body, try to contact them now. Don't wait until your certificate expires because maybe you'll be uh, in trouble there. 
Okay, now let's talk guidances. So MDCG issued a lot of guidances this month, so uh, really interesting. So first one for IVDR, we have the MDCG 2022-6, which is the one about significant changes. So remember, the rules are the same for MDR and IVDR. As soon as the uh, date of application for IVDR is launched, so 26th of May 2022, now you are in a phase, in a transitional phase until um, the end of this period where uh, any significant change uh, of your products make you fall under uh, IVDR then. So it means that if you have a certificate under, or no certificate, but if you are under IVDD, and if you make a significant change that is mentioned on this guidance, the MDCG 2022-6, then normally you have to fall immediately on IVDR. So it means that you have immediately to get a notified body, etc., etc. So um, make yeah sure that you have no significant changes that are coming for your products. Uh, and if there are, um, yeah, try to deal with them and see if you can postpone them or not if you are not ready because some people are maybe not ready. Even if you are ready, maybe you don't have a notified body, etc. So it's something that you have really to take care of. Okay, we have now the MDCG 2022-7, uh, which is about question and answer about UDI, so the UDI system. So it's a great document because I'm already answering those questions to some people that are contacting me, but so it's great to have that directly here and to, to see that the answers are the same as what I'm providing. So we have some questions like, when to change the UDI code. This is the same I'm receiving from, I mean, this is the, the, the question that I'm receiving the most from people. So when to change the UDI. So is there some rules? So yes, there are some rules. Uh, you have to change the UDI when there is some significant changes to your products. And here it's explained clearly on this. Uh, we have also how should be a basic UDI DI assigned, uh, where the UDI carrier need to be placed on the label. So. These are, if I can say, simple questions, but it can be really yeah, torturing, if I can say, for manufacturers, because when they think something, when they read, they say, oh, no, it's not that. So the assumption is wrong. So you have really to read those MDCG guidances because notified bodies are reading that also, are, are trained to that also. So if you are not compliant to them, then you will get a non-conformance. Okay, next one, MDCG 2022-8, which is the talking about IVD legacy devices. So it was the same that we have done for MDR legacy devices. So what is a legacy device, etc. And there are also the mention of the different dates for the application of, uh, of the rules for IVDR. Uh, so for example, the 26th of May 2025 for class D devices, uh, 26th of May 2026 for class C devices, 26th of May 2027 for class B devices and 26th of May 2027 for class A devices that are placed on the market in a sterile condition. So these are the dates when uh, IVDR is fully applicable for your products. But and IVDR is in place now since the 26th of May 2022. So you have to read that and to look at that and you look uh, there specifically at article 110. Okay, another guidance that is similar to what we have for MDR, which is the MDCG 2022-9, which is about the summary of safety and performance templates. So mainly it's the equivalent to SSCP for MDR. So here it's the SSP for IVDR. So it's a template where it tells you exactly how to write your SSP. Uh, so I think it's something that's really, really important here. And uh, the last one, 
which is uh, MDCG 2022-10, which is the question and answer um, about the interface between the 536-2014, which is about clinical trial for medicinal products, and the IVDR uh, rules. So here, it's important to understand that for making some clinical trials on human, you maybe need also some IVD products. So here are the rules of um, can I, should I use an IVD product that is CE marked? Answer is yes. Uh, should I, I mean, there are a lot of questions that are in, interesting. Should I use an in, is an in-house uh, IVD authorized for those testing, etc. So if you are during a clinical trial using those kind of devices, so I mean, this is really uh, guidance that you have to, uh, to look at. So you see here that this month that we had a lot of guidances about IVDR, I'm sure there will be more coming, but it's good to see that uh, there are really some alignments between the rules for MDR and IVDR, which makes it easy also for us. Okay, now podcast, what happened within the medical device rules? So first, uh, we had the episode uh, 179, which was talking about how to certify a software as medical device with Vivek Thakkar. So it was an interesting podcast where we talked about uh, SAMD, software as medical device products, uh, how to get certified, what are the rules, uh, what to go for US and for Europe also, because Vivek is located in the, in the US and is working with, uh, uh, with that for uh, different regions. Then we have episode 180 where we talk about uh, what happens uh, after the IVDR. So it's good because now we are after IVDR, uh, after the IVDR data publication with uh, Colm O'Rourke. Uh, so it was also a great, in, uh, great discussion. Um, if you haven't looked at it and if you are in the IVDR business, please go to look at that even if we are after the data publication because it gives you a lot of good advices on how uh, to be, to stay compliant, what should be done. And if you haven't done it, maybe it's not too late, so do it, do it now. Okay, episode 181. Uh, so I met uh, Eric Volbrecht during the MedTech Europe uh, forum. Uh, so it was really great. And during that time, we discussed about the situation for MDR. So it's a global situation in general. It was a great element that we talked about. We made a summary of what happened at the MedTech uh, forum. So don't hesitate to go this uh, and discuss that with, uh, I mean, check what, what we discussed with uh, Eric Volbrecht. Then episode 182, so I introduced uh, SmartEye, which is a, an electronic quality management system that I have built with uh, Anindya Mukherjee, uh, which is the CEO of S-Cube Technologies. So we work together to build some modules of, of this EQMS to make it compliant to what um, manufacturers we are looking at. So they are uh, it's a, a new EQMS, but yeah, we are making it progress. So don't hesitate also to go to do, look at this video. If you need a demonstration of the EQMS, so don't hesitate, uh, contact S-Cube Technologies. So you go to the website. We have the links here on the uh, on the show notes. So go to the website, uh, ask for uh, for a demo, and you'll try to uh, to see if this is suitable for you. And if you have any question or any feedback, so let me know. I will try to, to answer to you. And so two weeks ago, uh, I mean, yesterday I published that, but we had the, the, the LinkedIn Live with Basil Acroa and Ronald Boomans, where we talked about PRRC feedback. So it's been now one year that the PRRC rule for MDR is applicable. There are still a lot of questions, still, still a lot of things that were not clear 
for some manufacturers. So I asked Basil Acra and Ronald Boumans to from team they were coming on behalf of Team PRRC to come and to give us their advice about uh, about uh, about PRRC. So um, yeah, I think it's a great uh, episode where we had a lot of uh, answers. There were also people on the audience that were answering uh, that were asking their questions and we answered to them. So also, so if you want to look at that, go to the website or go to the show notes and I will provide you the link uh, link for it. Okay, it was a pleasure to have this uh, regulatory update with you. So I hope it's really useful for you. Don't hesitate to put, place some comments on the on the YouTube channel or on the on the podcast webpage. Uh, really, um, yeah, it helps me a lot to understand if uh, this is helpful. If you have also some topics that you want me to to talk about, let me know. I will try to integrate that in the next uh, next episode. Okay, it was really a pleasure for me, and I I wish you a nice day. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.